Adam, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. Sorry about the kind of the no huddle here. He, uh, I'm all for it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> As you said, we've been on shakier ground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can think of a few episodes. Exactly. So uh, I've got a special guest uh, in, in the litter box. Maybe, you know, actually, maybe not so special a guest. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> uh, so right. just a guest. Just, just whoever. A, just a guest. I think we got to demote Steve. At some point, like, you know, you're on here enough and you get demoted to special guest and just guest. So sorry, pal. Totally. Dragged in in the no huddle offense. In the no huddle. Yeah. So, uh, but we, so we are here to talk uh, about the, the boardroom brawl. Uh, because we we took a hiatus on Oxide and Friends. Um, we were uh, Adam. Uh, we were you were out, and I was out. And we were kind of visiting family naturally, as one does on the Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. And you know, getting ready for uh, kind of stitching things up. I was uh, going to be uh, with my mom all last week, and getting ready to be done on on I think it was Friday afternoon, right, Steve? Was that when the when this, the whole thing went down? Yeah, and. Uh, just so th- this started with an absolutely remarkable message from the OpenAI board on uh, on the the fate of their CEO Sam Altman. So, Adam, where were you when you uh, when you saw? This? <laughs> I, I think I was like packing for flying or something like that. I, I can't remember, but uh, but I but Bob, like a bunch of friends were texting in the like text thread. Uh, and I was like, why has the oxide folks not pinged to me yet? And of course, oxide, all channels were blowing up with the news simultaneously. They were all. And so actually I, I was listening to, I don't know if you do, do you listen to the journal podcast. Do either of you? No, journal? I don't. The journal's good. The, the, it's, yeah. a, it's a news by the wall street journal. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, the, the people you've really got a feel for when something, this is huge news. Huge business news. Business news does not get larger than this, where you have one of the most, one of the largest, most important corporations just summarily fired their celebrity CEO. Founder CEO. Have, yeah. What's that? Founder CEO as, as Founder well. CEO. Just to... Founder CEO. And so that alone is just like, you've got major, major news. And this reporter from the Wall Street Journal was saying, I, w- I dashed out of my apartment so quickly that she forgot to close her door. Her door <laughs> was open for, for three and a half hours, basically. And the and I don't know if you were watching this over the weekend, like there were so many turns to this drama. The reporters are like, dear God, I, I need to sleep. Like well, you, yeah, some of the reporters had slept in two days. <laughs> and so part of the reason this would have been big news no matter what, but the thing that made this just like off the charts 10.0 on the boardroom Richter scale was the language in the termination of Sam Altman. So that, and I'm going to, do you mind if I read this, Adam? Please do. Please do. All right. So, uh, so just in, first of all, we should just say when a CEO is fired, it's generally referred to pretty euphemistically. The, you know, hey, we, we, you know, we thank Bob for his, his hard work and it, Bob was going to remain an advisor to the company. Bob is going to spend some more time with his family. It's going to be, th- there's going to be some kind of flavor of thank you for your service. And we just, I'm, I'm going out, you know what I liken it to? And actually the, I, this is kind of the, 
when we had a, a CEO transition at a previous company, I, the way you really need to think of a CEO is, and sorry, Steve, I guess you're in the room, <laughs> is uh, as a starting pitcher for baseball. I mean, this is the way a board thinks of a, of a CEO. It's like, it, it's a starting pitcher. And it's like- Not you, not you Steve, to be clear. But no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not you, Steve. You're generally, our, generally speaking. You're our ace. You're by the blue man. Yeah, you're, go, you're, you're going I to go to an ace. Yeah, absolutely. Go to the distance. But you and you're, you know, and you're going out to get the ball from your starting pitcher. And it's like, look, kid, it just wasn't your day. It's fine. It's like, it's not. And, you know, you don't like announce that, like, by the way, like, or good day, but your day's done. It's, it's a good by the day, way, he's drunk done. and vomiting. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, you, uh, you don't come out there with like a police officer when you get him <laughs> off the starting mound. You know what I mean? It's like, and I do, I do think it's like, this is, you know, we ask the being a CEO is, the hardest job by far, and we ask so much of of CEOs, and it's it's not unreasonable that over time, Steve, do you see what we're having this conversation? One hundred percent. Okay, good. I'm, I, 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 I <laughs> God, this makes it so much easier. I thought this was going to be right. Yeah, this is why we're doing <laughs> it in public. Email. Folks. Just like, no, we need you to join this Google <laughs> Meet right now. Yeah, if you could join yeah. this Google Meet, please. Um, Adam and I are both here uh, waiting for you. Um, the uh, so it'd be, I mean, it's done cordially, and then it's occasionally done like less than cordially. Like, uh, you know, Bob is no longer with the company. You're like, whoa, what happened to Bob? But like, no further detail. And then you're just like, okay, Bob, wow, okay, Bob is now you've got something that's going on. And then you got so that's it. And then there's like a whole bunch of I would say, uh, dead space. And then you get to the language that they used for Sam. So Mr. Altman's departure follows a deliberative review process by the board, which concluded that he was not consistently candid in his communications with the board, hindering its ability to exercise its responsibilities. The board no longer has confidence in his ability to continue leading OpenAI, which is just like, holy God. So Steve, what was your thought when you read that? Oh, I mean, a nuke had dropped and it was so the other shoe that was going to drop was so significant that it was going to potentially put at risk OpenAI entirely, the board. Uh, There was something significant here that was going to include legal matters. Crimes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent crime. (laughs) Right. Because not consistently candid as the smell of euphemism covering just Hovering such up. an overwhelming stench. It's legal activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there, are, there are two things here that that's word euphemism to me. So not consistently candid says this person's been lying to us. And then hindering its ability, the board's ability to exercise its responsibilities. I'm like, the board thinks that they may have accidentally committed crimes because <laughs> Altman lied to them. This is like Theranos level stuff. Uh, this is beyond Theranos level. This is this is like we are in accordance with the the call I just had with the DOJ. I'm going to issue this. <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm like my first thought was this is criminal, and he has fundamentally misrepresented some aspect of the financial position such that they are not a 501c3. Was my first thought. Like they have lied on their 990. Every one of these board members is like. I'm going to go to jail. Like, I, like I got a kid who's about to go to high school. And I'm not <laughs> They're like, Sam, I'm, I'm not going to the can for you, buddy. Like, you're wearing can. this one, right? You, you, you're wearing this one. I mean, like that is just like, no doubt. And I think Steve, that was your, t- and Adam, I don't know if that was your take as well, but it was just like, I think anyone who's had been around a boardroom at all 
is just like this is not because people are like well do you think it could be like sexual impropriety and like no because sexual impropriety would be kind of in that former category of like no longer with the company not because not criminal well i mean could be but but in this case you know criminal wrongdoing and that endangers the board. That endangers the board. Exactly. It, it endangers right. the board personally, where they've got right. like right. A, a, a lawyer for OpenAI is like, you could go to jail. Like everyone needs to lawyer up right now. And by the way, yep. your your uh, executive and director insurance is not going to cover you. I mean, because, because if not <laughs> for that, it just is not written that way. It's like you would I'm, never write it that way. You would never write it that way. And. So then I'm like, oh my God. And now I would say, of course, in this, you know, we, as, as we at Oxide, had our launch some number of weeks ago. And, you know, I, uh, it was it got a lot of attention on Hacker News. And we had noted in particular that this is the 222nd most popular story in Hacker News history. And no longer. I was like, hello, 223. <laughs> I'm like, there is just, you look at this, like, this is. Oh, oh, and Dan G at the top of the comments being like, everyone, if you could just log out and <laughs> touch grass, <laughs> like, it would help me a lot. No, totally. Like, Hacker News having to hit, like, the safety valves. Because, like, Hacker News literally going to blow up because the, like, this. Which is hard to do given the infrastructure they run that on. <laughs> so how, do you overrun? how do you overrun a single yeah, core running for BSD? That's yeah. right. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I, I admire their architectural approach, but the, so yeah, they are like, yeah, Adam, right. That's a good memory. Like, you know, like, can you please log everyone log out? Did you log out? By the way, it actually did make it a lot better if you logged out. No, I uh, was not following it in real time like you were, but it's fine don't that you were. You, don't, 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 don't <laughs> fill this house with <laughs> lies. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so. Wait, are you saying I'm not being consistently candid? Okay. I, I'm just saying you're not being consistently candid, and frankly, I no longer have your have confidence in your ability to continue this podcast. I don't, not I the first time I've heard it. it. Okay. That's right. Um, so uh, the um, so th that happens, and then it becomes clear uh, over the kind of the the, the weekend that uh, Altman is taken aback by it. I'm actually a little bit surprised, and Steve, I think you were too, by the number of people just like blanketly defending Sam Altman on this. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, man, I would be like taking a, if given that statement, I would just like, let's just sit this one out and let's right, see. Let's pause. What, let's see what this is about. Let's, let's see what this is about. And then it becomes, and, and they have named the, the, uh, they've named this woman as the the interim CEO, and then I guess like, I think the next thing to drop I guess was Greg Brockman. Well, hold hold on if I'm if I may I, th I don't Sorry. think I'm getting this out of order, but in the Wall Street Journal, apparently the leadership team uh, pressed the board over uh, the course of forty minutes for specific examples, and the board agreed to discuss the matter with their counsel. And after a few hours, they came back. Still unwilling to provide specifics, and they said that Altman wasn't candid, often got his way, and they said that Altman was so deft that they couldn't even give a specific example. <laughs> I just love that. Yeah, that it's like at what point along here? It would be interesting to know if I come from a journalist perspective, or Adam, maybe from your perspective, or Steve from your perspective. Like at what point you're just like, wait a minute. Did this, am I, are you putting me in the uncomfortable position of having to have sympathy for Sam Altman here? Because that would be really, really unfortunate. <laughs> to anthropomorphize him? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, well, it, 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 it became – so then – so they also – then some of the, the dynamics of how he was terminated start. It, and Greg Brockman in particular uh, tweets out a, a statement and X's out a statement. What do you even say that? Post, whatever. Tweets out a statement. Um, and it, it's pretty clear that like Brockman, not on board. Uh, with whatever has happened, like Brockman is definitely not on on board with it. And they have said, I mean, this is amazing to me that they have told Brockman, we want you to be involved with the company. We want you to stay involved with the company. We're just like, just we're, we're, we're kicking you off the board. It's like, do, do you think that somebody is going like, to, is that going to work? Do you think? And <laughs> Brockman's like, I quit. Of course I quit. And well, I think the other thing that happened before that is Brockman said when the, events in question, when I became aware of the events in question, and I'm, I might be getting the, the words wrong, but he was basically saying, you know, when I became aware of this and everyone was just like, what are you talking about? You were in, you were on the board. You're on the board. Right. True. What do you, what yes. do you mean when it came to your attention? Right. We're front and center for this. Cause again, at the time you're just like, there's some big, big, big story to drop. That's right. An and, indictment to drop, honestly. Yeah. And, and he was saying, you know, I, I, uh, when that came to my attention, I think he, you know, and then realized that I should step down from the board seat and uh, it just raised even more questions. What is going on here? What is going on? And it just seemed pretty clear that like, oh my God, this is just, is this an amateur board? It's like this, this actually, the board cannot be this amateur because, and this, I actually still have questions on this. It's like a lawyer read your statement though. Surely, surely, I mean, surely. Surely, 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 you have a lawyer. I mean, surely, right? Like you don't, you don't fire the CEO without having told some some grown up. I would assume, like a lawyer. Well, and again, it just feel it felt so hasty that once again there was some big story that had not been unearthed yet, and then I think it was within twenty four hours they came out with their second statement. Right, and their second statement was. Uh, and I, I, I do have the second statement in front of you, but, 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 but just it, it's more or less like, oh, oh no, no, there was no, there was, there was no, no malfeasance. there's no malfeasance. It's like, <laughs> like, what? whoa, 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 internet. Hold on. There was no malfeasance. There's no malfeasance. How'd you, how'd you get that idea? I don't know. I'm reading what I, we wrote. I don't see how you get any kind of malfeasance from that. It's like, okay. I mean, you're obviously like, I, you know, like surely you had a lawyer read your second statement. <laughs> right? I also feel that like okay i am like not litigious and i there are lots of reasons why i don't find sam altman sympathetic and you are now you open eye board are now putting me in the position where i feel that sam sam altman should be litigious i i want to i want to go litigate on sam altman's behalf because he's got a really serious case against that board no question i mean i just feel is like without a doubt and you i still think there're going to be other there, there have to be other turns on this, but uh, I mean that it, it, it's uh, which one is written? Is it, it is would it be uh, libelous, right? Slanderous? Which one is which? Which one's written? I don't even know. But you would, I mean, they have absolutely defamed him, and they have without question, without question, and they have done it like probably knowingly, because like one thing that's kind of clear is like I think there might be some personalities involved. I think you, <laughs> I, I think you all. Might hate one of those guts. That started to become more and more. <laughs> right. Well, and now people are saying, as with the second statement, I think that is when everybody went into detective mode of like, let's take apart who the board is. Right. Right. Who are these people? Who are, who are these they people? Here? 
And, you know, this is where I, I do feel that kind of it is worth kind of taking a step back. Um, all three of us have served on boards. Um, and um, I've been, you know, I've been on, on company boards and, and nonprofit boards and not, not a ton of them, but, but it, you know, enough. And, you know, when you are on a board, like your responsibility is the executive leadership of the organization. It is the executive director. If you're a nonprofit, it's the CEO. And, you know, you never take terminating a CEO or an executive director lightly. I mean, that's got to be something because it's like, you know, as a board, you've got limited visibility to what's going on. Well, you, you don't take it lightly. You don't take it. You don't treat it hastily. You do not treat it hastily. And because you are now taking responsibility in particular, because I, I remember, you know, I was in an organization long ago and, you know, it, we had an executive director that a lot of people had issues with. And I, you know, I, I could see the issues, but I could also thought I, I saw a huge number of positive qualities that she had. And I also knew that, like, you know, this is a search for like our organization has like got some, you know, got some warts on it and a search for a new leader for this organization. It's like you're going to be it's not going to be pretty. I mean, you know, I think sometimes it's very easy to focus on leadership's faults and not seeing their strengths and then not really kind of being realistic about what a search looks like and what a search looks like for an organization that has no leadership, which is actually not. I mean, it was just kind of like, I mean, to go to your baseball analogy, it's like, I've pulled the pitcher, and now we're just going to have no one on the mound for a second. Well, just just give me a little while. Just leave the mound out there. I'm going to go find well, it. I'm going to go back into the locker room. I'm going to go find a pitcher. Score's well, and presumably because you're down 27 to nothing, right? You're only talking about this kind of <laughs> You're down 27 change. to nothing. Totally. Yeah, you're only, you're only totally. talking about the surprise, kind of almost vindictive change because things have gone so far off the rails. So then totally. you're conducting a search. You're for the person search. who wants to sign up to go in down twenty-seven, nothing. Also, bases are loaded, and they're they're annoyance, By the way, yeah. uh, they, you're just kind of like, okay, well, like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I, like, actually, right. it turns out like lots of other people don't want to come in to <laughs> this messy but, situation, right? And I don't know, you've been in these situations too, where it's like, when you have <laughs> a, 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 when you have decapitated leadership, or you you have a total absence of leadership, anyone rightfully is going to be like. What is wrong with the the org? Not just and there probably is something wrong with the org, frankly, because you've got a bunch, a bunch of mess that's been left by the person you just gotten rid of, and you basically indicated to the world, like, hey, we've got, oh, we've got problems. We got big, big problems. It, it, um, it is kind of indicative of the people who are, who are interested in the position at that point. Yes, it is indicative. Well, I mean, only in the you know, like, it, good people can show up, but certainly lousy people also will be inclined to show up. Lousy people are definitely going to be inclined to show up. I do think it's always entertaining. Like you get just the total pranks. They're like, well, I'll, I'll run open AI. Sure. Like, why not? Because um, you almost like don't want anyone who's going to volunteer for the job. Yes. And it would be interesting to know the dynamics because the, so then the, uh, and I'm, I, I got to get like the sequencing right about when they name the interim C. So they have the, 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 the letter, they, they name the, the interim CEO. And she's like, I don't want to be the CEO. Like, I don't want that. She didn't, she was not. Uh, it, it almost felt like they named her without her full support. Without her full support. Naming or even awareness of. Now, they'd said that uh, she was part of conversations the night before it was announced. Which is crazy. Which is, I mean, just. As was Greg. So, Greg, both of them, 
were part of this meeting the night before, which again is all part of that first 24 hours where it was, you know, everyone was to understand that there was malfeasance and there was a group of people that supported the decision. <laughs> Narrator's voice. <laughs> Definitely the opposite. <laughs> Well, it was, and everyone's trying to figure out kind of what the vote count is on on this board. And the other thing that's weird is that Brockman was the chairman of the board. So this is something I wanted to ask you is, at, and I, I guess this is where we get into the bylaws about can a non-chair, see, the, I actually have questions about like, the, just to get super bylaw nerdy here, like, did they have quorum? Did they have, I mean, because I mean, I was, I was about to say they could, they wouldn't have done it without, but then there's a whole bunch of stuff that but, they should not have or would not have done it without. But you need, I mean, for, and obviously we, I, I guess we could, we could pull their bylaws because of it's, it's a nonprofit, but I mean, we generally, one needs 24 hour notice to have a board meeting, right? Mm -hmm. And that generally has to be in writing. Is it? I mean, obviously, this depends on, bio, on your bylaws. Yeah, depends on the bylaws. Right. Because you can have situations where you can call an emergency board meeting. You can call an emergency board meeting, but you need, they, they, without 24 hours of notice. I guess, it, again, it depends on the bylaws. But okay, so yeah. the, do we, the we, we've got a structure for, um, got it. Okay, well, good to know. Um, and the, the but, but then what, but you what, can't, I mean, the reason that that's in there is so that you give everyone an opportunity to be able to attend. Like you can't, you can't uh, call a board meeting and set that time limitation so short that people can't attend. Right. So you, that's why you have those limitations in place. Right, 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 right. Okay, so so presumably they gave notice with ample time meeting their bylaws and then were able to get everyone together. It is strange that the chairman of the board... This is my question. It's like a mechanical question. Right. That like, how is the chair? I mean, what what is the role of the chair if not to be the one initiating that meeting? I don't know. I, I mean, I think I, that, is, never, that I, also I, depends on the bylaws. I mean, I've been on boards where the chair, like, literally was a position that we had invented uh, for the outgoing CEO to have a little bit of pride. But doesn't that mean that the CEO is the chair if you don't have a separate chair? I don't know. I think it may depend on the bylaws, but I, I'm not sure how much power that necessarily carries. It, again, right. depending on the specific structure. Yeah. Well, you you are our lawyer. You are Adam Levinson, <laughs> corporate lawyer, right. corporate attorney. That's right. This is legal advice, folks. This is legal advice. <laughs> Let me just tell you something that those other chickens won't tell you. This is legal advice. <laughs> I am your lawyer, and no, I'm That's not. True. No, I'm not past the bar at any stage. <laughs> <laughs> got investment advice for you too if you stick around. <laughs> That's right. I, got, I got investment advice. Who wants medical advice? You want medical advice. <laughs> um, so the then there is a uh, at, at some point and uh, somewhere in this drama, there is a, uh, a a petition that gets signed by folks at OpenAI demanding that Altman be restored. By like something like ninety well, percent of employees. That, before that, you had like three senior engineers, three people that were yeah, the, the researchers were like we're out. researchers that were yeah. saying we're out. Yeah, and then the kind of rumors that many, many more people were going to leave. If uh, and looks like someone posted. Oh, that someone is Adam. Good job, Adam. Uh, the letter where then you had like yeah, seven hundred and 
twenty of seven hundred and seventy employees that said that if he was not reinstated, they would they would quit. They would re, re they they would quit. Okay, so well, this quit is, and go to Microsoft and work for Sam. Yes. And now we are in like if we, this thing started out in bonkers land, and now we're just in like where are we? And these are hour by hour changes. These are hour by hour changes, and then one of the signatures. Oh, so it should be said that one of the the board members, who's the chief scientist, uh, Ilya Skiver. I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that name, but so Ilya was the uh, on the the board had said it's like it, it's regrettable that it happened this way. Like this did not happen in the best possible way or what's up. So it's like, okay, that's definitely true. And it, it could have been worse. Um, and the, but then his name is one of the signatories of the thing demanding that, that it's like, what, where are we? Where are we now? What are, where? And this is when you just realize like, oh my God, this board had absolutely positively no idea what they were doing. And, I, whatever their good intentions were, they all failed. I gotta say. I mean, as a in terms of like your responsibility, because part of your responsibility to the organization is actually like is stability of that organization. And the, the, like you have somebody who is who is contemplating, and the board is small, right? They had, they had five people, and the five people are gonna fire two of them, right? It's like. Wow, are you really? Yeah, certainly not your job to destabilize a company. Yeah, I mean, it's like, are we sure that that's what we want? Have you like, have you talked to a lot of people about this? Is this the right? Is this the prudent approach? Is this the only approach? Is this the only path left? And because it's like, even if you decided this, that like, you know, we've really got that. This is the move we need to actually make. You've got to get buy-in from the people. Like, you got to get Greg and Sam to agree that that's the transition that makes sense. And at the very least, you need to have you know some level of understanding or buy-in from the broader organization. So, and I think this gets to like a a, a bigger theme that I do think that for folks who haven't been on a board or uh, as you are on a board, as you answer to a board, as you are involved in a board, boards and the, in particular the board meeting is not a place for surprises. Like you do not want you shouldn't have sudden movement in a board meeting. I would say. And I think that the, no, that's right. And if you've got bad news that happens, you make sure that you get that out in advance. In, that, in advance, because what you want to talk about is not the bad news. You want to talk about what next. That's right. That's right. So, so let's just jump in here real quick. The, uh, yeah, absolutely, Chuck. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, Doing well. So I, I, like you, I was really astonished at this whole event, the way it unfolded. But um, one of the interesting things is to is to think about it in terms of before the board made any moves, what were people thinking? And then after the board made its moves, what were they thinking? Uh, and I am on the, I'm the treasurer of a nonprofit and on the board of, of it. And um, one of the interesting things here is if you're going to fire the CEO, you have to assume, uh, at least our lawyer told us, you have to assume the CEO is going to sue you for being fired um, for no cause. And then, and so you have to have, uh, a case almost that you can lay out, you know, in, in clear language, this is why we're firing you. These, these steps, A, B, C, and D. And when the board of OpenAI was unable to do that, it it struck me as 
this is clearly an inexperienced board. This is not a board that had thought about this in a way and something has spooked them. Like you said, I'm waiting for, you know, the, the shoe to drop where, you know, oh, by the way, our AI just generated 18 gigabytes of child porn and we're all on the hook for right. possession or something, right? So um, the there's a great uh, column by Matt Levine, if you read Matt over in Bloomberg, yeah. uh, which talks about the control lines on OpenAI. And then it has this giant money line where Microsoft is talking to the, uh, the for-profit subsidiary. And it's clear, I think, uh, now, not wasn't then, but it's clear now, that a lot of money is on the table. And that um, causes people to act in a way which is perhaps more money-centric than uh, board responsibility-centric. And I think really, I felt like this became sort of conflicts between Sam and the board, and Sam was seems to be very um, entrepreneurial, right? He wants, to, he wants to make money, he wants to make this stuff work, and that's kind of his thing. And the board said, you know, he's spinning up way faster than we can control and we don't know what we can do. So we just have to stop this right now. And they didn't really talk to their general counsel clearly, because if they had, they would have made a much better case. I mean, do they have a general counsel? Like, yeah, general counsel, you talk, no, he, he died two years ago, tragically, heart attack. Uh, we have a, I mean, we're still looking, we, we got an open rack chair. <laughs> No, you, you actually, it brings up a good point, though, because I think the other thing that was so stunning for folks is that uh, Microsoft was completely blindsided. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that they were blindsided. They put $10, $10 billion. Dollars. It's like we're sitting here, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, like it's it's hard to raise much smaller dollar figures than $10 million. <laughs> I would just like to say that there are people who have put much less than $10 billion in the oxide that I believe that we keep pretty well informed, oh. <laughs> well informed that we're under no, like we have no, it, it, even the you've got board observers, obviously you've got information rights, you've got information rights, rights but, but we go beyond that. Obviously you yeah. want well beyond that. And yeah, to, I mean, it's just shocking that for them to be blindsided. I mean, it just, it, it, and this is kind of the point in which it seemed to jump the kind of, kind of broadened the, the folks that were paying attention to it. Cause I, I noticed when this showed up at the Thanksgiving table, like th this is, yeah, I, oh. I did not expect open AI to make it to the Thanksgiving table. And the reason that, that <laughs> it broadened so quickly is because of the board's actions. And now it crossed over into, you know, one of uh, Katie's, Cousins is an insurance broker and specifically does DNO insurance. And I, he, he's piping up about this and he's like, oh, the entire industry, you know, you have got like every board hitting up every management team asking what the DNO policy is for the company and is there sufficient coverage? And uh, because at this point, everyone's convinced that the board of directors for OpenAI is going to spend a lot of time in court. You would assume, I mean, I think that in maybe that was, because I mean, it was a kind of a question at that point. Yep. Yeah, at that point and as kind of, as the, these negotiations are going on to whether Sam and Greg go to Microsoft and effectively build OpenAI at, rebuild OpenAI at Microsoft, which to me felt like that, it, I, I, on the one hand, you know, we like to say that, you know, that 
the, the 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 company walks out the door every night. But on the other hand, like, is that totally true? I mean, can you just take could you take the hundreds of people at OpenAI and take them to Microsoft and have the same uh, without actually stealing anything? Could you? Because remember, like, you're kind of famously not like the open and OpenAI is not exactly open, so you can't exactly use the same stuff. I don't know. Um, the uh, but so the fact that they had not that notified Microsoft, I thought was absolutely shocking to me. And but then clearly Satya is getting in there and is uh, th there is some leverage that's being exerted. And you do wonder if some of that leverage, Steve, that's being exerted isn't like, look, there's a lot. You guys have done so many things incorrectly here that there is uh, there's a lot of fiduciary duty that you've actually violated by doing this. And you could be liable for that. Um, and the only your check on this is like, well, if you bring us back then. um to what degree do you think that Altman wanted to be back too? That's the other thing. I, I would. Well, I think he did. I mean, there was the he he tweeted that he was back on Sunday afternoon, and he had a guest badge because he right. was no longer an employee. So he right. had a guest badge, and he was tweeting from a, a a couch taking a selfie of like, you know, this is the this is the first and last the first and last time I do this. I know this badge. Well, you could take which you could take one of two ways. I'll just like yeah. A couple hours later. <laughs> was the other way within to your point about the thanksgiving table i was like so mom there's this thing called open ai it's like was well, emmett shear still the interim ceo or has that been I'm like, okay, all right okay right, we're, okay i guess we're, we're right, caught right up on it i don't know um because then it's that that that's the other kind of angle in this is they 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 name they name emmett shear as the interim ceo uh emmett shear, at one point unclear like it was it was called ceo of the board and then it was then corrected and they had i did i yeah. missed ceo of the board yes oh my god that Jeez. is that's again, like this stuff's flying around you've got reporters that haven't slept in three days i mean <laughs> you gotta have a little sympathy for how quickly all this is moving this is like open ai saying that we have named him ceo of the board oh my god he's gotta be like oh no please i think i don't you don't mean that we gotta what are you, um, what are you talking about oh my god and the so you got uh, and and then you know Ch Chuck had had raised this very you know and I think the you know what is the kind of other shoe to drop I think a lot of people are speculating I think there's still speculation I think we're still, we are still a long way from having the full story here about I think Chuck you had a very good speculation about you know whether is this because the, the there's tension between the commercial side and kind of the the putative nonprofit side um, in terms of the of the five one c three is there uh, the, then you have everybody is kind of seeing in this like Rorschach test what they want to see. And you have the the people who believe it's like, no, 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 it is the, the AGI is here. And it is there's a disagreement about how to welcome our alien overlords. I mean, it's like, oh, my God, where are we right now? And then, but then the fact that Emmett Shearer is this person who believes that, I mean, he's the light cone, Adam. That's the yeah. light cone. Did yeah. you re I, I'm sure you realized that at the time, but like. Like we basically did an episode on this guy. Yes, no, I know, I know. The, I I saw all of those. I think describing as a Rorschach test is so spot on because certainly all of the AI doomers who I follow on Twitter but won't admit to were convinced that you know maybe Sam was the hero here or Sam was the villain. But either way, AGI was involved. AGI was involved, and this is the accelerationists versus the D cells, which I <laughs> admittedly. Right. I had not seen that term before this weekend. I'm like, oh no, of course, the D cells. Um, and Emmett Shearer, someone who believes that, like, we should pause, we should take it down to a one or a two. 
from a 10. This is kind of his exact language. And you got to think like, man, this is like, okay, you're the new CEO? Is we're going to bring it down to, like, okay. That, I've got some questions about that. So that becomes an absolute mess. And so he, and then he, and then Emmett Shearer, he can't get straight answers about why Altman is fired. And yeah, he sends his, so Altman Sunday afternoon is being brought back purportedly. Right. And those discussions break down. And by Sunday night, Emmett Shearer is announced. I think it was Sunday, that same night he was announced and had sent off his kind of letter to the company by way of Twitter. Sunday night, when he had woken up, I think was when that letter of like 730 people are resigning. Right. So that's tough. And everyone's doing the like that. And, and Satya had announced uh, Sam was coming to Microsoft to stabilize the Microsoft share price uh, that morning. And I think those 700, you know, some odd people were basically just going to go over to Microsoft. And then, of course, you know, the Clippy jokes came out of like Clippy is the new open API. Well, and you also had that. I mean, I think that there was a lot of of uh, question about you know how when you have that kind of significant fraction of the of a company that is signing a petition, it's like how is, is there any you know is is everyone going to Microsoft with their free will? Because you're talking about going to Microsoft at this point, um, and but having their their kind of compensation met and so on, um, and and then somewhere in all of this, they. Uh, um, Ultimately, like Sheer is like, I, I need to get a straight. I'm not getting a straight answer about why Altman is gone. And as soon as I get a straight answer, I'm going to share it with the, with the company. But uh, if I don't get a straight answer, I'm going to leave. It's like, oh my god, okay, now what? Uh, and then when was the the the? And then ultimately, like, what? I think Kara Swisher had the scoop that Altman is actually coming back. Coming back yeah. And so so then. It, they announce a new board. I, and when was that? Was that on Tuesday? I mean, we're getting to the point where it's like, are you just going to do this through Thanksgiving? Like, can't we, we got to be done with this at, the, at, at, at some point. And they announce a, uh, a new board. It was, well, then you also think of the Quora, the, um, the, who's the Quora person, Adam? The is Quora the, CEO. Quora CEO. Yeah. Um, and I, I know we'll, I know we'll get to the hot takes at some point, but that was there was one that was I mean there were a couple that were pretty good, but one Adam D'Angelo uh, was like once again you can ask Quora something and get no good answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of sideswipes. Well, I, I had my own sideswipe. I I, I own I, um, the I did the little, little Game of Thrones meme. You know, I, I want Sam to know it was Quora because he, he had a. Um, a, a potentially rival product and then there's idea like oh he's rival product was sabotage so he kind of sabotaged the whole thing and that's not kind of seemed crazy um and then they actually announced they're they're like all right we got a new board and and i do think like everybody is publicly trying to figure out what's going on as obviously we are too and i think that one thing that is just important to know that this does shine a light on is just like if you look at someone you know state of someone's marriage or relationship or company when you are on the outside of a thing you, you don't know all of the inner workings and you, we still are a long way from knowing the actual inner workings here what actually happened but when you're on the outside of a company you do not know what's going on inside of that company and when you are inside of the company you do not know what's going on necessarily at the board and the, the the what can be happening at the board can be very very different than what's happening in the company. I mean, we try to we here we, the transparency is really important to us, and we want to make sure that that uh, folks know like that we we always 
uh, present, you know, the, the decks that we present to the board, we present to the entire company. So everyone knows exactly what the board is saying. I think that's really important. Not every company does it that way. And you, you know, you've got, you don't necessarily know what's going on inside of, inside of the board. And the, so I think it's, you know, as people are kind of assuming that it's, it's, it's D'Angelo or then, you know, the, 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 these other the, the two women that are on the board are getting absolutely vilified online and the whole board's being vilified online and to a certain degree it's like well you i mean you screwed up and yeah. there's a level at which you, you this is why you don't do it the way you you don't do what you did the way you did it because this is what happens but on the other hand it's like people don't deserve this kind of public feeling. no and we still just don't know we don't know so much about the story and then they name the new board, and it's going to be okay. We're going to get Brett Taylor, who's got a good reputation in Silicon Valley. I don't know if you've ever, I've never crossed paths with him. Have you ever crossed paths with Brett Taylor? I'm not sure. Um, but certainly um, has got a, has been on a bunch of boards, is indisputably a grown up with respect to boards. Okay, fine. Uh, and then you get Adam D'Angelo still here. It's like, okay, so it looks like he, sure. he won. And then Larry Summers. Like what? Like <laughs> that's a head scratcher. That's a head scratcher. And this is where you get to like you you know you kind of think of like board composition and how do you get a what what is a, a good board composition look like? Because I I think it's always interesting to look at a board composition because it does also it, it reflects um the way a CEO is operating too. And the Larry Summers thing I think it raises so many red flags. I mean, Larry Summers, first of all, has got his own problem. I mean, Larry, there's some hair on that one. I mean, Larry Summers yeah. has got his own challenges and problems. Larry Summers is also, uh, I mean, former Secretary of the Treasury, but is, is uh, not the first person I would think of. I don't know, Adam, what was your reaction to, uh, to that one? Felt very out of left field. Again, felt like almost a uh, Theranos playbook. Um, but I did see that he, he's on the board of Block, you know, that... Jack Dorsey company. So I don't know. Maybe he's in the family. Well, and so, and it's interesting you mentioned Theranos because Theranos, I mean, you describe some of the board members of, can we do Theranos board bingo? How many? Uh, George Schultz were, is the one I was, is the Larry Summers analog I was trying to come up with. Not Bill Frist. Oh, good point. <laughs> I mean, but, that board was loaded with like, what? These are all like generals, admirals. The, <laughs> the, I mean, was it was Henry Kissinger actually on the? I, I'm making that one up. I think. I think um, you're making I, that one up. The, the um, but it could have been, and that's the point. Sure, um, exactly. Don't look it up. So the, it, that was definitely weird. And then I think it's like I obviously was not the only person to be like, hey, so you got rid. I mean, the board now, like the composition of the board, optics are not great on this one. Like you, you had a board that had two women on it, and now you've got a board that's got zero women on it. And like, you may want to go solve that problem, among other things. I mean, just like, just like, let's get some measure of diversity here. Um, and um, I, I think that they kind of, I think they heard that they apparently the board's first task is to grow to a much larger board size. What is the ideal board size? That's another good question. I guess I mean, obviously, it depends on the size of the entity. Yeah, and I think it's more. I think it's like what what do you want the composition of the board to look like before what size do you want? Right, because that because like what you're looking for then helps to dictate the size. Because you may want a bigger board with the right people added that are 
independent board members that add things that are going to be useful for the company that can add, you know, can, can provide a bunch of benefit and you may elect to have a bigger board in that case. Um, I think you typically want to have an odd number of board members. I would say that would be like a, uh, an easier path. Um, but you know, having the right, having the right folks around the table, um, be it a small, medium, large size board is, is I think the most important. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I gotta say though, like I, if you are, you know, their number one goal apparently is to now grow the board. It's not that attractive. I gotta say as a board member, you gotta think like, I don't know. I need to know everything that that happened to you. What's that like the top priority? Grow the board? I think that they, that is what they have said. Sorry, I got hung up going into Larry Summers' history and the fact that he was <laughs> central in deregulating derivatives trading that led to the financial crash. That is actually the least of his problems. <laughs> I, I, I keep going. I, I, that is the least of his problems. Yeah, you, oh, you, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you into the, yeah, the more yeah, of the problems? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That, yeah. The more of the problems are actually definitely problematic. God. Derivatives are fine. Y- and you yeah. would think, like, the, the derivatives are fine. Yes. You would think that uh, you would at least, like, hit the Wikipedia page. And, uh, but you know, you, you, you never know. You know, I was, I, I had known of a, a CEO and uh, who had left the US um, after, uh, and, and the, the kind of the scuttlebutt was that he had left the US on instagram that he was not going to pay any of the taxes that he owed maybe took a picture of he, he took a, a jet that he was boarding he took a picture of a jet that he was boarding with like a middle finger tagging the irs yes, tagging the irs and then later a the, he was hired by someone I, I knew someone on the board of a company that hired him and my first thought was like, okay, obviously, like that. This was kind of apocryphal. This was a kind of a story. This is like clearly they like I don't know, it's something he was told in a bar, but like clearly the guy does not owe a bunch to the IRS. And now it is weird, like was coming from from Central America and was going to be coming back to the U.S. And I talked to this board member, and I was like, uh, yeah, okay, you know, there's um. What about like this tax issue? He's like, well, obviously we had to clean that up before we brought him on as CEO. I'm like, wait, what? It, it, and this is where it just boggles the mind. Why would you bring on? What, what is the board process by which you bring on a CEO who had this like huge tax dispute they needed to clean up before they could actually? Um, so yeah, your the market's do- so thin for CEOs that you're like, well, maybe we can pay a few extra million to the IRS on, on this guy's behalf. Well, and that was a company with a lot of problems. I, I actually <laughs> yeah. do think that the, that when you've got a, and you know, this is the challenge when you've got organizations that got a lot of problems, like you don't have the pick of the litter when it comes to, to leadership uh, for board member composition or for, for leadership. And then, and then you get like these kind of nutty things that happen. Um, the, or just, I mean, just feels like very, very, very poor execution. One thing I would say is I saw a very good talk at Monktoberfest um, from Mike Olson. Do you know Mike? Adam? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike's from, uh, right. uh, yeah, from Cloudera, right? From Cloudera. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the founder and CEO of Cloudera, and um, Mike gave a talk at Monktoberfest on uh, on the importance of independent board members and how you mm-hmm. find independence. And it, it was it was very good because I, I think that one of the things that I didn't really realize is like, you know, we accept 
the board governance is something that's really important to us. I mean, obviously, like the board runs the company. And it's kind of remarkable when you encounter folks who are well, these like startups that don't have board meetings. It's like, yeah, we haven't, ha- we, no, no, we don't do any board meetings. It's like, you don't, the, the, what? <laughs> There's just, yeah, we, we think board meetings are, are the, a legacy way of operating a company. I think, excuse me. And then you have the so you've got that. Then you have the the folks, the investors who are like, no, no, we never take board seats. And on the one hand, like, okay, investors that always take board seats may be problematic too. But like, not taking ever taking a board seat. And I think sorry, here's my the, for your consideration, Adam Steve. I think that the this that's a little bit of a zero interest rate phenomenon in that you had this kind of protracted era. Well, so first of all, like way back in the day. It used to be boards had total control, entrepreneurs had none, and entrepreneurs were routinely fired. And you would routinely have, I'm talking like in the 80s. Yeah. And you would have, like, you start the company, you get investment, and you get fired 12 months later. Yep. Because they're going to fire, they're going to find a professional CEO. Like, this was very typical. John Scully is kind of like, you know, it's a canonical example of that, but there are like lots and lots and lots of examples of that. And then folks realized that, like, actually, Maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe maybe this founder CEO actually knew what they were doing and that was a mistake. And then we kind of went to the opposite extreme where it's like you have the Adam Newmans where they've got super controlling shares. Um, this is still true for Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, yeah, Facebook. Facebook, I mean, Meta, he cannot, I mean, he can change the company's name to Meta. He cannot be fired. It's a public company. He cannot be fired. He has super, he has, uh, he has control of the board. He's got super voting shares. And, the, and you would think it's kind of maybe in that era where investors are like, well, entrepreneur is going to have super control anyway. It's just not worth taking a board seat. But I think it's a mistake. I mean, I think it's a, it, it's a mistake because I think that like you actually want to be in that kind of moderate middle where you like you need to have a board that's going to work together to to actually. Well, I don't even know that it was a choice. I mean, I think it was in that zero interest rate phenomenon when you had companies that were raising and and very competitive deals and. Yeah, being able to be investors, one offer was like, "Ah, we won't take a board seat." Yep, that's uh, yeah, true. It's the it's the all cash offer, no contingencies, no yeah, inspection. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Also, a yeah. zero interest rate phenomenon. Yeah, and you do have, and you go certainly have the object stream of like investors that want to put in very little money, and I mean, they, they don't necessarily want a board seat, but they want a board observer seat, which is also a. A, there's a big kind of there's a hassle factor that you're dealing with there. But you, I think, in that era, you had a lot of companies that viewed uh, board members as kind of a tax, sort of an overhead that yeah. you had to deal with, rather than. Uh, I think that Mike's talk was great, and he he was talking about you know what the board's job is, and then what you're looking for in a board, and a lot of the pros and a lot of the value that that you know it, what you want is you want board members that are that are passionate about the company. And believe in the mission and do their homework and yes. trying to figure out how to better the company in in a bunch of different directions. And um, I know we can we can certainly say that we're we're very lucky in that you know in our board meetings the folks on the board are coming in having read all the materials. And please, if you are if you are ever on a board, which I know sounds like a low bar, like what do you mean read the read materials? The materials. Like, I know, that, isn't that just table stakes? Like well. No, you'd be surprised. Yeah, no. And the, you know, I think if you are, if you are an executive, if you're a CEO, if you're an executive director, make sure that your board members have materials in advance. And then if you are on a board, please read those materials. It, it is amazing to me. And Adam, I mean, when you, you've had boards, 
Um, yeah. I, I'm sure you've been surprised by the people who oh. have not read the materials in advance. Surprised to the point of my just complete confusion on my part. Like, how can you not understand? Like, this was sent to you in advance. This is not that complicated. You're barely paying attention. This may sound quaint, but even if you're if you're joining a company, a startup of of even like hundreds of people, understanding the board is not a bad idea. If you've got a, a board with yeah. with founders and then uh, a bunch of their buddies on the board, or they've got super majority rights, just don't be surprised by that. Like when you the the last thing you want when you join a company is to be surprised by the executive structure. And find out that oh the the board doesn't have this power or the board it is composed entirely of cronies who know nothing about the business, um, because the board can be a very important check in your favor as an employee. Like knowing that there's someone who's out there uh, reining in maybe the the potential you know craziness of a CEO. Uh, I mean, you know, not you, Steve. Not you, Steve. I, I mean, they, yeah, yeah, the, the current company excluded. But no, I mean, Adam, you and I both, I mean, all, all three of us in previous lives have had CEOs that were fired by the board because yeah. they were reigning in the crazy. And yeah. the, and I think that, you know, and so I mean, and it was actually kind of another interesting point is that we have all been involved in boards that have fired their CEOs. And so we've all kind of seen the pro way to do this. Um, actually, it, uh, one very concrete anecdote on that. Um, if you are in a position where you are on a board and you need to fire a CEO, part of the reason that you want that you want to have them bought into their departure, which by the way, is going to cost you at some level, right? You're going to have to accelerate their shares. You're going to have to pay them at some level to leave amicably, but you want to leave them amicably because I would say that one thing that, that we learned and again, previous lives, but um, the the severance agreement of the CEO uh, forced their shares to vote management, which is really, really important. And that can be, these kinds of things can be really important because when, when that company was acquired, the acquirer wanted a very, very, very high percentage of shares to vote for the deal. They wanted 97% to vote for the deal, which is extremely high. And by the way, these are these are five years apart. So it could have been yes, these are five years apart. A pretty trivial negotiated point on this transition, and yet ended up being very load bearing, very load bearing for a transaction. For a transaction, and fortunately, like the that board did it right. Like that, when the board kind of they um, when they exited. Do you how do you feel about exit as a verb, Adam? I mean, it's a nice, nice euphemism that you save for exactly the situation. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 you don't put it in. Doesn't performance bother you? Or does performance bother you? Performance bothers me. Deeply. Deeply. Okay. Bothers me. How about learnings? I don't want to talk about it. Learnings, I don't get as bent out of shape as you do. I know that. But, but out of solidarity, worse. I will say learnings is a death sentence. I, I, thank you. I, mm. I, I no longer have to exit you because you... Uh, <laughs> The but when you uh, I, I actually I guess exit doesn't bother me I probably should but the uh, so yeah learning drives me nuts so does performance but I I'm 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 tolerant of exit and when this CEO was exited it was done in a way where their shares voted management be sure you do this so be sure that when you know everything is kind of negotiable when you're in that moment where you're like okay this person and you know it, it's 
at that moment, like everybody wants to turn the page when you're getting, and I'm not talking about the Alvin situation. I'm talking about like, we've got the wrong person in here. We need to get, we actually don't even know who the right person is. We just need to get this person out. And, but yet that's really important that you get a lot of this stuff negotiated. And it's important that you figure a bunch of this stuff out and the board's going to have to pay for some of the stuff. But these are things that are really important to assure the, the organization. The organization is the one that needs to survive. And then so to, my, fa- yeah. my favorite part of this open AI thing was you know, p- before any of the, the CEO shenanigans came out, there was this tender offer. You know, valuing the company at $86 billion with a B, tender offer two employees to sell their shares, which on its face is already crazy. Like crazy. Every, in fact, a friend of mine told me this. And I was convinced that they were wrong. I convinced that they, they had been confused about something just because it made no sense to me. Now, my favorite thing about everything that's transpired is apparently the deal is still on the table. And all of this has not moved the price one penny. It's still $86 <laughs> billion. It's not worth more. It's not worth less. It, the price is still the price, despite everything that has transpired, and, and that I just think is so remarkable. It is. It's like no, the price hasn't moved. I mean, it moved. Yeah. you know, the same team, right. sure, stronger board. Briefly, it went up. down to zero. Sure. sure, but now it's back, and it's not back to a different number. It's back to exactly the same number. Exactly the same number. Well, I think everyone just like, can we please just pretend that all of this never happened? And <laughs> that's right. It's amnesia, Ray, for sure. I think it is. I think there's a level, and this is one of the things that was kind of interesting about this whole like terrible dynamic. It felt like at some level, all parties wanted to actually get the genie back in the bottle. Like everyone, <laughs> I, I mean, you you, you got to think that like the belligerents here realized this was not the way to do this. Like this, I if you wanted to get Altman out, like this is not you. you this is not the way to do it. And if you wanted to make it. You know, to Chuck's earlier point, if you wanted to uh, make it more open or, uh, I mean, Adam, do you have any speculation about what this is actually about? I mean, I, I know that we're, we've said I, not to speculate, then here we go. But. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, unfortunately, I think I'm, I, I feel like there's, the AI doomers might have something to do with it. That is to say, uh, some of the board members got wrapped around the axle on, on some, or, or maybe they like watched the most recent uh, Mission Impossible and decided that the omni- omniscient AI was here and that's the thing about which Altman was not being perfectly candid. That the light cone no demanded that this is like AI baby Hitler and they had to like <laughs> knife it in the cradle. Yeah, but apparently they lost their nerve and and couldn't finish it off or whatever. And well, I mean, what do you think? Like, do you have, do you have, I mean, I feel like every guess is outlandish, but what, every guess is outlandish. Yeah. I mean, and I was like definitely very dismissive of that early on. I'm like, it cannot, like, there's no way you would have this kind of like abstract disagreement over the future of AI. But then you had this whole Q star thing. What do you make of that? Did you follow that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is Q star is some r- amazing breakthrough that. The so margin amazing. of the web page, you know, does not have space to contain, you know. Yes. Thank you. Literally tripping over one another to make the so I would does everyone make the Fermat reference as frequently as you and I do, Adam? I love that reference. You know what? It seems unlikely. 
if I'm honest. So this so we'll is have, we'll have a we'll have a footnote to that. In the, we'll in the have a footnote to this, but this is it's it's Pierre de Fermat, right? Is the uh, yeah the Pierre de Fermat who developed uh, Fermat's theorem, um, Fermat's little theorem, and Fermat's last theorem, and famously said, "I have a truly marvelous proof to this that this margin is too small to contain," and then died. Or he, yeah, or, or at least never wrote it down. Yeah, n- n- never wrote it down. And the the kind of the consensus is that Fermat did not have that proof. That Fermat's proof would have been flawed. That he had a a simple but flawed proof, a truly marvelous right. but also flawed proof. But we actually don't know that, right? And did you did you have did you did you have uh, Professor Hofstein at school, Adam? In the I did. Department? I did, in fact. It, it, did you? So you had. So I. Th- this is a, a prof that you and I shared, of, of, although uh, across a number of generations. And I had the privilege of having. A, I took number theory from him. In sorry for the diversion. I took number theory from him in the spring of 1993. And you know, Hofstein is a like he's a live wire. That guy. Um, I mean, I, I really liked him. He's he's a little nuts. A, oh, like, he was super a, nuts. Yeah, totally nuts. In a way that is like delightful, but also a little scary. And he wrote Fermat's last theorem on the board. And he's like, this is true. Fermat's proof was flawed. We don't know what it was. We can't prove it. <laughs> and this is 93. He's doing it. That's great. It's 93. He's like, we cannot <laughs> prove it. And if there's ever a proof to Fermat's last theorem, I'm jumping to my death from the sciences library. <laughs> and it was wow. like, okay. It's like what well, I felt like a lot of unnecessary like detail. Well, spoiler, yeah. like I took a class from him in like 2000 or something. So, <laughs> okay. And he was like, did he look? Yeah. Was he, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like a noticeably alive. Yes. Noticeably alive. Yeah. So it's like, and then it was in the, it was in the summer of 93 that Wiles had his proof for boss. Austin. I'm like, has anyone done a welfare check on Jeffrey, a Jeffrey state? <laughs> I mean, like, the guy was extremely explicit that he was going to jump to his death, his words, if there was a proof. And I actually, I, I did, I saw him in the fall, very much alive. And I did, I, I asked him about this. Um, and I asked him about like, well, what do you make? And he's like, Wiles' proof is going to be flawed. There's going to be a flaw in it. And then there was a flaw in it. Yeah. And then of course the flaw in, in it, what is a truly singular act of human resilience, Wiles does, fixes the flaw and but I think that with that that Hofstein has got the the angle on that. I mean, we can say with absolute certainty that Wiles's proof is not the one that Fermat's margin was too small to contain. I think we that's right. Uh, Wiles, that's right. Yeah, apparently, branch. I I don't know the details, but branches of math that had not been explored at all in that area. Yeah, it seems that unlikely that. But I feel like you and I, you make that reference. That this is like I've got something that is that so Q star I, I it was just funny that you said that because I felt the exact same way I've got a truly marvelous breakthrough in artificial general intelligence that that this margin is too small to contain it's kind of my view yeah. on Q star maybe we're too jaundiced yeah good show me I don't know that'll be great or I'll be enslaved to it either way or 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 we we're gonna all we're gonna fight for the light cone together I thought we were on the <laughs> that's right. The, the right light cone reservists, yes. The, the, the light cone reservists, yeah, exactly. You got to reserve that domain name already. I did not follow the the Q star stuff closely, but apparently that is what led Ilya to we don't know. construct the coup to 
the this is the kind of thing that this is, is the narrative that is, this is the this is one of the narratives that's out there is that this thing q star was developed it was just this unbelievable breakthrough that is this huge step function too, too big of a breakthrough too big of a exactly too big of a breakthrough and humanity's just not ready for it so we're going to fire sam altman and basically he'll like, take it, and run with it yeah and also he'll take like hey uh open ai board next time you want to fire a ceo have chat gpt write the press release Hundred <laughs> percent would have written a better press release no question the, and then do it again but say as if you were a lawyer as if you were a lawyer the, the right a fire the ceo and it's going to be i mean it will absolutely do a while they didn't run it through gpt first because it would have it would have very much helped oh for sure that release that they put out there it would have very much helped and the it, i mean the and you know someone in the chat is saying if this wasn't so ludicrous i'd say it was a pr stunt i mean it was like it feels like brilliant one. Oh man that would be next level it's like god <laughs> we really hooked you all on that didn't we um but there's a little bit and i think i mean i do feel that you know if you all at OpenAI feel that you are developing something that affects the future of humanity and you can't figure out the most basic elements of board dynamics. Like, do we have the right people in charge? We humans, does, does humanity have the right people in charge? Um, so, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. So what, what, I think Adam, we got some, I, I don't know. I, Steve, what was your uh, gut on? I, I mean, I'll tell you that, like, I think they hate one of those guts. That's what I think it is. Yeah, I'll just be. I, do, I just, do you yeah. think it's like Sam like was a colossal asshole to some or all of them, and yes. they're like, and you know, and enough. I think enough, and I think that they think that they, I, I think that they were uh, probably a little, uh, probably felt that Sam was representing all of OpenAI probably too frequently. And the guy is the CEO though, so I'm not. Feels like he's got the, <laughs> the feel, feels reasonable. Feels like not. Seems like the job description, but I don't know. Feels like it's in the job description, but I think that they. Um, I mean, just like I feel like in some of the language too, that like, oh, you know, he's constantly, he's, you know, he's so next level in his manipulate manipulation of us that he's manipulating me right now into thinking that I can't think of a specific example. But again, it's if like they, if, they, if if that's it, and then you move to hastily fire him based on that. That there's there's consequences. There's consequences. Unfortunately, it is, and there are going to be. I think that there will be some consequences for some of those folks. I do think that, like, and I I hope that like, the, the positive consequence should be that everyone should be really thinking about the importance of board governance. I think Adam, you had a very good concrete suggestion of, you know, when you take a job, when you're in a company, what's the what's the board structure, and ask that question, and what's you know what's their background, and how does this work, and who controls the company? Not that you're you know, as an employee of a company, you don't necessarily affect it, but it's good for you to know. And I think yeah. that the, and then I think you also want to look at what the, the, what is the relationship between the leadership and the board and what is their, uh, I, I think it's important to, you know, the, the, what you put in front of the board, you should be put in front of the company. I think it's actually, um, and that, that's not always comfortable because, you know, you've got, sometimes you're putting, you know, you're putting bad news in front of one of those groups that you might not want to talk about. But I think it's like you're, you want to get everyone on the same page about the bad news and the good news. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the the other bit, I do think that the and Ian is saying this in the chat too, like the the power struggle between the nonprofit and the commercial entity. The way this thing is structured is super goddamn weird. And I do think that the structure of it avoids structures like this. This is not a 
This is a very, very, very strange structure. Yeah, I don't know what like a capped profit entity is. It's the first time I've heard of such a thing, but it sounds complicated. And wasn't the like the the the, the profit cap is like ludicrously high? I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like infinity billion dollars. Too, infinity so. billion dollars. Like, no, it's capped at infinity billion. Like the next infinity billion you get. I'm like, this is like <laughs> that all goes to, to the charity, like right? Thing. <laughs> like, wait a minute, is this going to be the wallet inspector thing again? Because I have all my money back. Yeah. Well, we will wait for the next uh, the, the next episode. I don't think this one is completely done. I would say the other thing I, I would also recommend on, in addition to checking out Mike Olson's talk, um, I think that if you, uh, just reading historically about companies, it's like there's a lot of boardroom battles that are pretty interesting in terms of like the board composition really matters in, in companies. So um, the, uh, it, it's certainly barbarians, barbarians at the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Barbarians at the gate. Have you heard barbarians at the gate? Adam? You know, I have, but I think it's been 20 years. Oh, it's, it, it was probably worth a reread. It is worth a reread. It's, it, it's very good. Same boat. I hadn't read it for a while. I reread it. And, and, and I will also then put in a plug for uh, IBM and the Holocaust, which I just re- just finished. Uh, Edwin Black, very good book. Um, much of that book is actually boardroom struggles because it is the the control of this German subsidiary, Deobach, um, and the kind of the battle over that. Um, and there is a bunch of like they are are constantly doing things, being like actually that board meeting in which you awarded yourself that is not an actual board meeting because you didn't have quorum or because you didn't have, you, there's there there's a lot of uh, and certainly you get into like the 19th century and you get like the boardroom is is where these things are happening so it's it's very uh, it's a very important stuff uh, and next week uh, next week yeah you were talking about next week so yeah I'm excited. Yeah, we got Nirav Patel from Framework Computer um, building cool laptops that are serviceable and you can take them apart and put them together. Uh, Brian, you just got yours. I've had one. Actually, I say I've had one, but actually my older son stole it from me almost immediately. But it's a great box with a lot of shared philosophy. Um, So really looking uh, with Oxide. So really looking forward to that conversation next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the the, the Framework folks. Yeah, this is a a kindred spirit. I like having our... Um, I, I, I like having our, our kindred spirits out there got a similar, uh, views for what compute should be and doing a lot of, of, uh, rust firmware too. So yeah, really neat stuff. And, uh, as, as, uh, a is saying in the chat, uh, it's not often that we get one new computer company, let alone two. It's like, yeah, we get there you go. two new computer companies. So fun stuff. Um, and I'm sure the open AI board will have changed six times between It's been been a week. Right. That's a safe prediction. So exactly. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.